0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host,
1: Anna Ferris. Elizabeth Ann Kaplan was born June 30th, 1982, in Los Angeles, California. All true? Her first acting role was on the cult television series Freaks and Geeks. She received wider recognition with roles in the films Mean Girls and Cloverfield. From 2013 to 2016, Wow, that's already so long ago. She played Virginia E. Johnson on the Showtime series Masters of Sex. Okay, can I stop you? Would you mind doing it in a Cockney accent? Elizabeth and Kaplan. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't do it. I I actually have more to add to that. Like the
2: few British followers that I have, but I love you, UK. You guys know that.
1: Yeah, they're, they're great, but, yeah. but I don't know no, if you... are fucking married. Yeah, to one of them. Yeah,
2: so I feel like that would have been like a Cinderella shoe for you.
1: Uh, well, unfortunately.
2: Have you, like, gotten into, like, the accent thing? No,
1: and it's funny you bring this up because I realize that every American that goes to England starts talking in the accent. Every single one. And there's, like, varying degrees, but without fail, at least you... Start to do the cadence even if you haven't changed your accent. And it happens to everybody. And I was adamant that it wasn't going to happen to me. So right. much so that I had to do an English accent in something recently and realize I have no idea how to do it.
2: Do you think that's like a manners thing? Like that you have to structure
1: your sentences in a more educated... For polite society, you dumb American.
2: Have you made a lot of friends over there?
1: I have made decent amount of friends what does that mean tell me if you agree with this okay when you get to your 30s yeah it's about weeding out oh, people yes. in your life yeah. yeah instead of making new friends yeah up to that point it's all yeah. about collecting all your friends yeah so it's very weird to move to a new country when you've weeded out a lot of people and then all of a sudden have to like make all new friends which requires friend dates Getting to know people, time, time. Well, time Energy. is something I have a lot of over there. My theory
2: is that mm-hmm. um, as we grow older, our brain cells die, so we don't need quite as much. We're more accepting of like the state of the union.
1: Agreed. <laughs> I do. I'm with you. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Got dumber. Need less. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yes, it's like in there they go on a lot of walks and parks and have chats with yeah. these wonderful women. And I have made some really great friends. Luckily, my husband's friends are all fantastic. So I just kind of inserted myself into
2: Are that they group. a lot of them actors?
1: Yeah. Oh. The vast majority. It's different there than it is here. Like here, so much of the extra stuff seems to carry almost as much weight as... The acting itself. There, it's very much about the acting first. So they, they take it more seriously. They're pretty much across the board trained and they do a lot of theater and they're not in it to make money at all. But then eventually, you know, everybody has families and then they realize they want to have money. So it's tricky, yeah. And one thing that is absolutely true is if you offer a British person a cup of tea, their eyes light up. It cures everything. A good day, cup of tea. A bad day, Cup of tea.
2: <laughs> I think the last time I saw you was at that crazy event um, that happens Day of Indulgence. Yes, I think that was the last time. I think that was the last time I saw That's you. It's
1: probably true. There was another Day of Indulgence that I missed this year, so now I have to figure yeah, out how to get well, shampoo the elsewhere.
2: The last one that I saw you at was like a year, two years ago, I guess. Yeah,
1: they happen in the summer, right? Yeah. So like. A year and change.
2: Yeah, can I tell you what happened? Yes, please. Okay, I bought this trucker hat that said California Fun, and you were looking like smoking hot. You no were super, chance. No, no, you fucking were, and you like super stylish. I remember you were wearing these like really cool, like shoot, like you always look fucking cool. And you were like, oh my god, Anna, you're getting a trucker hat, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I already bought it. I now I feel embarrassed and I can never wear it. <laughs>
1: I really hope that you've been carrying that with you. Yep. Yep. That's the kind of influence you have on people, Lizzie. Well, so when you go back to the UK,
2: just remember you have power to insult people. You're right. You're right.
1: I deeply apologize for that. There's no way that I would shit on a California trucker hat. Fuck, I should have brought it and I should have given it to you. My husband would have actually loved that. He is late to the trucker hat game, but he has gone in hard. Yeah, well, all right. Also, all I know about those Day of Indulgence things, I'm very grateful to be invited. I'm always happy to go. I always feel like the weird little gutter rat in the corner.
2: Oh, completely. You know? It's very intimidating.
1: Actresses, they look so clean all the time. But it's also like, oh, my God, there's all the actresses. They, I They, like, they, they smell so nice. They smell so good. Their dresses. they getting
2: pedicures. I know. And
1: I'm like, oh. I never feel anything other than so out of place. I'm just worried that
2: things. I stole something
1: that I wasn't <laughs> supposed to. I know. It does. It feels like a real smash and grab, that yeah. event. Yeah. And I didn't realize this until I started spending more time away from L.A., but it's like a constant thing. Even when you're not working, you're surrounded by other people who do this and, you know, varying degrees of success. But you, one, I think, focuses on the ones that are doing better yeah, more often. And it just seems like everybody else has it all figured out.
2: But, I, you know, I have to believe
1: that's not true. It's definitely not true. I don't <laughs> know if you have felt this, but as I get older, I don't care as much about any of it. I just don't. It's it's probably hurting my career. How long well, I
2: care about it? I do think that I've become a less jealous person for sure, and I can't tell if that's like my brain cells diminishing, so I just don't have
1: like the. <laughs> I cells think you're to... selling yourself a little short, and it actually <laughs> yeah. sounds like a lot of personal progress instead well, of your brain <laughs> depleting. Well. Yeah. You know, it's just there's (laughs) only so much room up there. Maybe consider that it's a positive thing that you've done (laughs) work on yourself and now you can like right size things. But don't
2: you think, Lizzie? I mean, you've been acting in LA forever. And by forever, I mean forever. Forever. (laughs) Forever.
1: forever. There
2: were those times like in my 20s when I was so envious. I would see like the same people at auditions Mm -hmm. and I would lose roles to like the same people. And now I can't really get an audition. So (laughs) I started a podcast.
1: I think that has to do a little bit for me, at least with when you're that young and you start that young in this business, you're figuring out your own identity. At the same time, you're figuring out your professional identity. And that can get really confusing. And it can all start to feel like one Thing which is just this is my life, and so I'm really focused on this. And then as you get older and you get like a real life outside of work, it becomes easier to navigate it. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I, I do think that's what's happening with me. I just my career and a job, it's just not, it's nowhere near everything anymore.
2: So, can I ask you, what were you like in high school? Like, if you went to your high school reunion, what I wouldn't. I would never. But how do you think that people would describe you? What do you think their memories of you
1: in high school would be? Well, I'm lucky in that a lot of my friends are my friends from high school. That's one of the good things about being from here. I also went to this really cool little acting performing arts program within a huge public Los Angeles high school. So there were, I don't know, thousands of kids at this school, but we had our little artist's enclave it was like a competition for who could be weirder or gayer or any of the things you'd be bullied for in other high schools it just didn't exist for me or anybody at this school which is kind of magical and wonderful so I think that people probably would say the same stuff about me now like she was sarcastic and that she was like
2: tough
1: (laughs) but But secretly vulnerable. What?
2: (laughs) I know. I know. So if I wore my California trucker hat, you... What? Might not make fun of me. A loser. (laughs) What was your high school like? Oh, God. It was so generic. Edmonds-Woodway High School. We were the warriors. I don't know. (laughs) Like, there was nothing cool about drama club
1: were the I, jocks popular was it like that kind of vibe yeah every high school movie yeah yeah so it seems kind of
2: except wistful imagine every high school movie but with a super low budget <laughs> the indie version yeah got it <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: so wait did you have any posters on your wall growing up yes what
1: Pulp Fiction. Oh my god! Oh, you're hipster. Points for originality. Pulp Fiction. Still, that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great movie. Listen, yeah. still is a great yeah. movie. Yeah. And then I collected, you know, those like in public bathrooms. They started having those postcard displays. They would just have like twenty different postcards, and they were just like little leaflets. Like on, where like, an in a club? No, like in restaurants and around. It was just like a fad. I don't know if anybody remembers. I just this. went to McDonald's
2: when I was a kid. <laughs> they I, may have
1: had him at McDonald's. I never went to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Well, that and explains it. It just used it. a drive-thru <laughs> and there was my mom. Well, I'm so sorry. You never got to That's enter. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so my wall was also, I collected these That's things. kind of and fucking like, Wallpaper. I mean, not really because like for ads for random shit that I didn't like, yeah, necessarily but, stand uh, but behind. But it's aversive. I like it? weird about it. I liked clutter in my childhood bedroom.
2: Are your parents still together?
1: Well, my mother passed away when I was a oh, kid, God, but they I'm were sorry. together. It's, it's
2: not on the Wikipedia,
1: Lizzie, and no. you never brought it up to me David oh, Dave Indulgence. <laughs> You're <laughs> right. I need to lead with that at Dave Indulgence. Shit. Yeah, when you go through that, you have a lifetime of people asking you that question, and then you have to, you know. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. No, no. No. Stop. Right. No.
2: Is your dad remarried?
1: No. Okay. I wish that he was remarried but he is not remarried. Well, let's
2: find him a mate.
1: Good luck with that. He's actually a a, a catch, you know. He's a Jewish widower.
2: Is he here in LA?
1: Yeah. And right. he's had a lot a lot of girlfriends over the years. Oh. Many, many
2: girlfriends. Oh, okay, what's yes. the youngest one been?
1: Actually, only one was young and she was it was when I was in high school and she was in her I think she was in her like mid or late thirties, but that didn't last. Most of them have been very age appropriate. But I do wish that he got remarried because then there's somebody who's uh, taking care of your parent as they get older. I'm Sandra,
3: and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. I know. Are your parents together? Yeah. I mean, I'm always in awe of people whose parents are still together.
2: My brother and I were talking, though, about how I have an older brother, and he is on his third marriage. Damn. And I've been around the block twice now. And uh, we were talking about, like, statistically, aren't we supposed to be, uh, with our parents still being married, aren't we
1: supposed to be, uh, like, the, the
2: people that don't ever get divorced?
1: I definitely have friends whose parents are still together, and it took them a really, really long time to find somebody, or they're still looking for somebody. I think there's, like, that, I don't know if your parents' marriage is actually really strong, trying to live up to that, yes, that that's element. exactly
2: what we concluded. I mean, that's how we let ourselves off the hook.
1: I believe it. But, but yeah. <laughs> but sign off on what it, you and it, your brother it, decided <laughs> in this heart-to-heart. Yeah.
2: Oh, I love him, but, man, he was
1: kind of a jerk to me growing up. Was he? Oh. oh. Did
2: you have an older brother?
1: Yes, no. I have an older brother. Wait, how old? He's two years older than I am. Oh, and then so I have an older know. sister, too. Oh.
2: Yeah. So you're youngest. Yeah. Fuck.
1: I know. Did
2: I you know. get like
1: beat up? Yeah. My sister was more uh of the violent one. <laughs> the violent one. My brother is actually the sweetest soul on the face of the earth. He's like a gentle, sweet angel. So I probably bullied him more than he bullied I me. I could
2: see that. Remember my California
1: trucker hat? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> we couldn't forget. Lizzie Kaplan,
2: Dear Diary, she seems like she's really nice and I really want to like her and I really hope she likes me, but turns out she's kind of a bully
1: and I don't know what to do. More later. (laughs) Do you have a biggest fear or phobia? It's a tough one because there's the easy one, which is like, yeah, I'm afraid of spiders uh, and I'm very afraid of them, but... Uh, Then there's the larger answer, which is like, yes, I I fear death. (laughs) Yeah. I fear death. So I was in Massachusetts for the past seven months shooting this Castle Rock show that I just finished. And now I have a new actual fear, like a severe phobia, but it's not of spiders anymore. It's of ticks. Oh. Dude.
2: Dude. Yeah. I hear you about the tick. I hear you about the tick. I was really crazy. I'm not afraid of spiders, but yeah, not into the tick. Ticks are fucked
1: up. Maybe they're, they're so gonna evil. fucking take over. Yeah, there's also like the populations are exploding, and it happens now like twice a year. And then there's a new tick that comes around that if it bites you, you, you have no symptoms, but you're dead in two days. They're in, just straight evil little things.
2: You know how like in Aliens, yeah, which we've been revisiting lately. Good pick. Yeah. Thank you for at least your compliment for my taste. Yeah. Great taste. Are ticks the rightful owners of this planet? I think that. And we're not. We're we're the fucking aliens. Do you want to do an improv? Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's say you are at the St. Regis in Aspen. Okay. It's. February, it's President's Day weekend.
1: <laughs> well I'm impressed you know that President's Day weekend is in February. I'm not
2: even quite sure yeah, it's
1: okay, cool. it could be in January, but okay. I can't
2: quite remember. It's but I in think the it's Wednesday? February. Even that you knew we it all in know it's in February, okay. right? Okay. Everybody.
0: Okay.
2: I'm pretty sure Well it could be, it really could be in January.
1: It seems like it's a pretty important part of the setup. So. Okay. Well, Chad doesn't really know. Okay.
2: So you've been skiing in or snowboarding, whichever one you prefer. Do you have a preference? No
1: i okay, well, Let's say you've been skiing. Okay. I think I would actually pick skiing. Okay. I've only been like three times to a snowy mountain that I had to get down.
2: Also, you have been promoting your movie called Lake Joseph, Idaho. Wow. Yeah. At the Aspen Film Festival.
1: Got into Aspen.
2: Got into Aspen. I knew it would. Yeah, of course. You From could. the
1: minute I read the script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay, so you're at the St. Regis. Yeah. You've done your couple days of press. You're taking a couple days for skiing or whatever. All right? Okay. All right. Cassie, feel like being bartender.
1: Okay. St. Regis Bar. Mm Mm-hmm. Après ski. Mm-hmm. Ready.
2: Oh, man. It got fucking icy out there. Hey, Amber. Uh, Yeah. Hey, could I get a Macallan eighteen? Yeah, one Macallan on the rocks. On you? the rocks, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Can I get you anything? Yeah, you? I'll get your drink.
1: I'll have, I'll have the same, but but no rocks. No rocks. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll be right
2: back. She's the best. She's the fucking best. She
1: seems really friendly. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah she's really cool. Like I've been coming here for years, and uh, you know what's weird? Hmm. We actually met before. We have. Yeah. But where? We met, and I didn't mean to be like all creepy weird dude uh-huh. whatever. I'm Chad, by the way, but uh, but we met at the Chateau. Okay. Like, I don't know, like six, seven months ago or something.
1: Six or seven months ago? Yeah. What were we doing there?
2: You were, I don't know, we were there for like a Hollywood fucking party. Like, I started this startup, um, and uh, it's like a, it's an app or whatever, and uh, and my company was sponsoring, uh, like, I think a movie or a project or something we were doing or whatever. Great. And we, we actually, like, we had this really cool fucking time. I was, uh, it sucks you don't remember me.
1: Oh, no, I, I remember you, Chad. I remember this exact thing that you're talking about and what a charming conversation and what a crazy coincidence to run into you here now.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is fucking crazy. I mean, but that's how life works. It's just fucking crazy. Like, like people don't always believe in coincidence, but right. it's fucking real.
1: Chad, you have a real spiritual outlook. I got to tell you
2: something. First of all, um, I saw you on the slopes today. Yeah. You're pretty fucking good. But you Thanks. could do, like, if you want any, like, mogul improvement mm-hmm. lessons or yeah, skills yeah. or whatever... Tomorrow, I can totally take you out if you want.
1: Oh, my God. Chad, you'd be willing to come out on the slopes with me and tell me what I'm doing incorrectly?
2: Oh, my God, yeah. It's no problem.
1: That's so cool of you. Unfortunately, I have to fly out tomorrow morning.
2: Oh, man, that fucking sucks dick. Oh,
1: yeah, totally, totally, totally sucks dick.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. I'm flying out, actually, tomorrow night. I got a jet.
1: You have your own jet? Yeah. Wow, I was just dropping that in casually into the conversation. Yeah, I don't
2: know if you... If you can, like, hang, then, uh, it's, like, you could easily, like, you know, come on our plane. No so way. pretty fucking cool. So yeah. you're
1: buying me, like, an expensive drink and then offering to fly me somewhere in your private plane?
2: You left an impression.
1: Dreams do come true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this.
2: I gotta tell you, though, so I also was at uh, that screening at the Director's Guild. Yeah. Of, uh, what was it? Lake, Lake Joseph, Idaho. Yeah. yeah. That was a really fucking cool movie. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I'm super proud of it. It was like fucking
2: scary Yeah. And it was funny and it was like, and your character was so fucking crazy. Like, what was her journey about? You
1: know, I think it's just about, uh, family and how that can be such a, yeah, but you fucking
2: killed them all. Right? Well, yeah,
1: but also it could be like a little a little bit of a challenge sometimes, you know, those close-knit bonds and Yeah. To be honest, Chad, it's so nice after a, two days of of junketing for this movie to just get yeah. to sit down at a at a bar and Talk to a guy like you. Fuck yeah! More about yeah, because it's like because this is
2: real. Mm. This is like the real shit that yeah. you never
1: get. Totally, and then you can like go on and tell your friends that like we're friends yeah. and you got like the yeah. inside scoops. Yeah. So happy that we found are ourselves you next like, to each other. Are you like with a dude or like? Um, unfortunately, uh, I'm married. Otherwise, but if you could do like any role,
2: yeah. that you ever wanted to? Like, oh, what a what? great
1: question! Oh my god. That is like I've been honestly I've been waiting to be asked that question forever. Yeah, real yeah, real great stuff. Yeah. Um, I would love to take on the role of a trophy wife.
2: Well, that's fucking cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like going on. Pro- you like might private have to get like bigger tits or whatever. But...
1: I know. Thanks, Chad. I I do know. Chad, this is you stayed in with Chad longer than anybody else. <laughs> I really like Chad. <laughs> He's got his. Chad's like really an earnest guy. Yeah. I think he's a thing. feminist. What was tricky about that, but is that in reality, I would never get to have a conversation that long with a Chad. It would be over in two sentences. And that's
2: what I loved about what you just did. Because sometimes when I've done Chad in the past, people are like, bye.
1: Can't do that in improv. First rule of improv. But, always say yes. Always say yes. <laughs> in this case, yes to Chad.
2: You were great. Though. I think you should
1: get rid of all the rest of this podcast stuff and only do Chad and have ninety minute episodes.
2: Everyone wants to hear Chad for ninety <laughs> minutes.
1: I do. I need a little bit of Chad every day now.
2: You know, there's something to explore with Chad. I agree. There's like like I wonder if he like makes amazing like Rebelletta. Ooh. Or like, did he have an uncle that climbed K2 when he wanted to as well? And he never or... could
1: measure up to Uncle K2. There's things to
2: explore with Chad. I
1: agree. I think uh, he... you're just scratching the surface. <laughs> There's a lot more than meets the eye to Chad. <laughs> what makes Chad tick? Oh, Your next Chad. podcast. Oh. Chad has some pain in his back. Yeah, That's yeah. So very yeah, yeah, clear. He
2: does. He sure does. God um, bless him. Lizzie, can I ask you some relationship questions? Yeah. And you totally can truly. Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How did you meet your significant other?
1: Well, it's a very long story. So the very, very very short version of the story is I saw him. It was like a billboard for a television show he was on, on a bus, and his shirt was off. And his body was looking nice. And I was very recently single. And I was like, I don't know how to date. I don't know how this works. I want to go out with that guy. And then I called around asking about him. And he was in a relationship and lived in England. And it was like a non-starter. Cut to, three years later, I went to go shoot a movie. And we somehow connected, which is the long, 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 long story, which is too long for this. And uh, I trapped him. Lizzie. This is a fucking incredible story. It's pretty crazy. You're like a huntress. I know. And I've never been a huntress before. You're like fucking Diana. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I got my man. It's crazy. I've never been like that before. I've always been extremely passive when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I wanted to see that torso in Uh, the flesh. And then how long? So three, I think it was three years later, and he was ending... The relationship that he was in when I first asked about him and they were sorting out like because they lived together and I was going to be there for four months and I was coming out of another relationship and my best friend and I were out to dinner and she's like, you need to just have a fun time in England. Let's look at English actors. So we literally Googled English actors under 40. And his name came up as one of them. I was like, I know that guy. That's amazing. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's the guy from three years ago. And weirdly, the show that he was on, my best friend and I are friends with the showrunner. And so he really didn't want to go on any dates with anybody because he was like a recently single man after a very long relationship. And so he didn't reach out to me forever. And then he thought I was back in L.A. and it was safe to reach out to me. And he did. And I was like, nah, motherfucker, I'm still here for three months. Let's get together. Yeah. Yeah.
3: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Ah, I, I really was like, this isn't going to work because how could it ever... You can't ever, like, pick somebody literally, like, out of a lineup and then have it work out. But we had a great first date, and then our second date... We went to Paris on a whim because you can do that there. It's like going to San Diego from L.A. Mm. So we just like went to Paris, had a great time. And then I had to come back to L.A. like a couple months later. And I was like, I don't want to go on dates with other people. I only want to go on dates with you. And he was like, me too. And he came to L.A. It was supposed to be a couple weeks and he stayed for like seven months. And then I went to London for nine months. And now we're married. Oh, and now I love he has a green card as of this week. Oh, I love that, though. Yeah. I love that. He's really, really wonderful. You'll meet him. He's I like, would like the to. greatest. We're here for two months before we have to go back to England for a good long stretch. And yeah, all we want to do is see people while we're here because we haven't been in LA since January.
2: Does he have annoying British habits that bother you, or and do you have annoying American habits that bother him?
1: Uh. I can't answer about the American. I assume that it it is a culture shock because American women are mouthy. And, like, they really are. I find his British stuff really funny. And sometimes when we're in an argument, I have to, like, step out of it and be like, look at this little accent. That's cute. Okay, so wait.
2: What does Tom do to cheer you up? To cheer me up. I know it's a tricky one, right? Because most people don't do anything to cheer their partners up. I know. They're just like, oh, here's a pet.
1: Yeah. Or the healthy person is like, I will see you when you feel better. I'm going to live my life happily while you're in this mood. But who can actually pull that shit off? (laughs) You know, it's not that interesting, but a little dance, a little dance and a little song, preferably in underpants.
2: does a song and dance for you? Yeah. Like from what?
1: Well, not like an established show tune. Like he'll usually make up his own song. Or just make how me feel f- silly for being so upset about everything. Uh. Like he's good at that, at like oh. that stuff.
2: Oh. Is that yeah. like
1: good it's like kinda of bad at first but then good later? It's really good at first and then it's like Ugh! for a long time and then yeah. I realize that and it's, then it's it's like, good. Fine. Yeah, I know. I don't yeah. know how any of it really works, but I'm happy that we're we're trying to this thing called being married to each other it's so far it's real fun
2: when you like we're doing sex scenes yeah i know like bring it on
1: it's a typical question right yeah because i finished that show now a few years ago i don't get to be asked questions about sex anymore i kind of miss it
2: well how was it (laughs) all my sex scenes are like stupidly comedic
1: yeah i have like that's much harder I don't know. I just think comedy is sort of harder anyway. But it's, yeah, it's it's very weird with, like, this separation now. But, like, since I had to do that stuff all the time, now, like, I can't watch it. And the thought of actually doing any of that utterly horrifies me.
2: Really? Why? Yeah,
1: I don't know. I should think about it more. I want to say maybe I've gotten... Pruder, but it's not that I now that it's so everywhere in so many shows and watching other actors do sex scenes, the whole thing is just so embarrassing that when I think about myself doing it I mean I guess that's like the basic obvious answer. I could get through shooting it. I didn't mind shooting it. I would have to like forget that it would ever be on TV and people would be watching it. That was that was the only way I could kind of so get through watch shooting it. it. At first I watched it, and then I wasn't able to watch it anymore.
2: And is that because, like, the degree of intimacy?
1: Yeah, and it's just, like, fucking embarrassing watching people have sex on TV. Yes. yeah. Like, the TV version of having sex. And I will say, Masters of Sex, we tried to show different kinds of sex. But, like, at the end of the day, it's a lot of, like, heavy breathing and titty shots.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely turning into my parents.
1: I know, I would feel that. I see girls the young girls walking down the street and like their asses are hanging out of their shorts what are the what's going on ladies yeah I feel like definitely more uptight about it but I also I believed in the story so much that it felt worth it but anything that feels like even slightly gratuitous to me I just well is is it
2: so I wonder if that's where like porn gives the freedom of alienation but then when you're emotionally invested in characters, then it's like, I can't, I don't know if I can be on board with this degree. Like, I can't shut off that part of my brain yeah. that is is emotionally invested in. Did it sound like I watch a lot of porn? Because I don't.
1: <laughs> I really don't. No, it just made me think that maybe you should be I, working on I the should. emotional storylines of porn.
2: My next project. <laughs>
1: It serves a, a very good purpose for a lot of people, and a very damaging purpose for some people, and a super fucked up purpose for all the young kids. <laughs> did you see? You know, on CNN, that woman Lisa Ling is that her name? She yeah. does like long form stories, and yeah. she did one on porn. Yeah. And she just—I just saw this ad a hundred times. Was, would you say porn was your sexual education? She's like talking to a she said kid, it like that? yeah or maybe she said sex ed but she said it like that and the guy was like would you say absolutely th- that and that was the kid yeah
2: would you say porn is your sexual education
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> thank god no i do feel bad for the generation of kids where that is true when we were younger it was somebody's dad had playboys and you know maybe an old tape of something but for the most part it wasn't like you can watch literally anything you want, whenever you want, on your phone. That's, that's fucked up. I, I agree with you, but are we a bunch of old ladies? For sure. I'm like the ultimate dinosaur.
2: Okay, so here's what's happening, Lizzie, and thank you so much for your
0: patience.
1: I okay. love this.
2: Really? Yeah. Okay, Thanks. Okay, so here's what we're doing. We're calling people. Great. Hello? Hi, is this Elizabeth? Yes. Hi, it's Anna. And Lizzie. Hi. How are you? And will you tell us what's going on?
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, So, yeah, my predicament, I guess, um, is, so I've been dating this guy for a little over two years since we first went out he's really nice. We like hang out, we like go to the movies, get dinner, play video games. His family is really nice and everything, but there are definitely some issues with the relationship. So like, he's a little bit immature. Like both of us are almost 30. Um, and he still lives at home, which isn't necessarily a problem, but he definitely like acts spoiled. Like he, will be, like, eating dinner with his family, and he just, like, doesn't participate at all in the conversation and he just kind of, like, zones out. And he does that when, like, hanging out with friends, too, which is a little bit annoying. And some of his friends are younger, so it just seems like he's on a different timeline, I guess, than me, as far as maturity level goes. And then I guess the bigger thing is that he's actually asexual, which it took me a while to, like, figure out I just thought that he was like being really polite in the beginning or maybe that he was a virgin and it took me a while to confront him about it. And so like we haven't actually had sex either, which is like a big thing, but I really like him as a friend and as a person. Um, and I really care about him, but I've never been the person to end a relationship before. And I don't really know how to do that without getting overly emotional. And also I still do like want to be friends with him, but I just feel like we're not sexually compatible or, like, relationship timeline-wise compatible.
2: <laughs> I hope I don't sound overly simplistic, but I feel like you had a point in your life where you should be adored and you shouldn't have to be searching for love and companionship in this way. You know what I mean? It seems like everything is kind of on his terms.
1: Mm-hmm. Other than... You have never been the one to end a relationship, and you mentioned that you're afraid it might get, like, emotional in breaking it off. Of them. Is that what you're afraid of in ending it? Uh,
0: yeah. Well,
1: like, I kind of tried to end things, and then I just couldn't do it in person. I guess my question is, if it was to become an emotional Conversation, why -hmm. would that necessarily be so bad? Why is that not okay?
0: Yeah. Like, I know people don't
1: want to (laughs) ever feel uncomfortable. Like, as human beings, we always try to avoid anything that makes us even slightly uncomfortable. But Mm -hmm. I've definitely found as I get older that if you can face those kind of emotional things, you end up much stronger on the other side of it. And the thing is, you realize, oh, nobody gets hurt. Uh, I mean, other than their feelings get hurt, which is valid, but like nobody's going to die from this. You'll both survive. And it's actually really healthy to be able to practice being honest in a relationship for the relationship in the future that fulfills you in ways that this one doesn't.
2: Mm -hmm. I agree with Lizzie. I don't think this is the person that you should be with, at least right now. He's in like a childish frame of mind. Yeah. So, so when you want things from him, he's still a little bit of a boy and he can't give them to you.
1: What in the relationship is romantic as opposed to, because it sounds like more of a close friendship. So what feels more romantic? What are the romantic elements that you are afraid you will be missing if you try to transition into just being buddies?
0: We don't have sex, but we do, like, cuddle a lot. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm just worried about that transition being weird. I feel like we just lay on the couch and cuddle and watch movies. But I do totally feel, like, with what you're saying, like, it is frustrating that everything is kind of, like, on his terms. Yeah. Especially, like, we've never really had sex, but we had done, like, some sexual stuff. But yet yeah, it it's always, like, when when he's, like in the mood or in the place, you know, for it. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't think. So yeah, that uh, is really frustrating. I
2: don't like this guy for you right now. I mean, who knows? Like maybe in a couple years, I care about you. I care about love. I care about our listeners. And I do think that you uh, just should feel fucking happy and totally and have, and have like somebody who is, Really excited to see you and really excited to be with you. And until you have that, I I don't know. I I don't know how painful (laughs) it would be for you to um, sever the
1: relationship with this guy, but that would be my advice. We can go through painful experiences, and that's part of being a human being. You're not asking for a lot. Like wanting to have sex with your boyfriend is not a big ask. And it yeah. it won't be for the people you're with in the future. Like, I think mm-hmm. having talked to you for five seconds, you will probably look back on this relationship. And when you're in the next one, that's a little bit more 50-50 and be like, oh man, I'm, I'm glad that I was brave enough to step out of that because it really wasn't working for me. Yeah,
0: I think I just need to be brave enough to... To end things, I guess.
2: You can do it. And also <laughs> you should know that like every proper person who's ever had an emotional experience in life has gone through exactly what you're dealing with. True. The idea of like, am I good enough? Why doesn't this person like me more? That is a normal and healthy part of developing. I'm still going through it and I'm forty two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think it ever ends. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't ever
2: end. (laughs) I don't know if I'm right. I think you're right. But I would ask people in your life that you trust. You know, if you're close with your parents or siblings, I would ask them what they think. Because I I bet that they'll want to protect
0: you. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
1: And you should, one should, a woman should, and this is definitely a lesson that I learned when I was around the same age as you, is that it's not selfish or mean or anything to put your own needs and your own happiness, you don't want to hurt his feelings, but like you deserve to have the life that you want to have, you know, you're not going to have it because you don't want to have a tough conversation with the guy that, Sounds like he might not deserve you. That's right.
0: I think that's what I need to like learn and like get into my head. That idea. It's and, like, hard. It in it, there.
1: It's so hard. <laughs> it's really hard. And then you do it and then it's never as bad as the anticipation and the anxiety leading up to doing it. It just isn't. Yeah. You will be so much happier. I promise. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and be brave and be strong and do it. <laughs> I
2: know that we're going to get a lot of response from your call because so many people can relate to this so please keep in touch
0: Mm. i definitely will give you an update
2: (laughs) thank you so much
1: thanks anna bye elizabeth bye nice to meet you bye
2: i know hello hi melanie it's anna Ferris. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm great. I'm here with Lizzie Kaplan. Hello. Hi, Lizzie. How are you? Um, I am great and ready to advise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we were just looking over your letter. Will you tell us a little bit about what's going on?
3: Yeah. So I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago. And I'm kind of at that point in my life where most of my close friends are in Significant relationships or are engaged or are married. I have been single since I was about 22, and I've dated people on and off, but nothing super serious. Over the past, you know, better part of a decade, I've been really focused on my career. I work kind of in a non traditional career path. I'm in disaster response. And so I've kind of gone all over the country for the past few years and dating hasn't really been a super big priority for me. Um, It's always been a little bit difficult for me because I will have to kind of drop everything at a moment's notice and deploy and be gone for weeks at a time or I've been in situations where I've been on dates and we will get a phone call and then have to leave because there's been like a tornado that's happened in my territory and I'll be like, well, sorry, gotta go, you know, and that's kind of a hard thing to explain. And so I'm, you know, at this point now where I've been single for so long, but I'm starting to kind of want to get back out there and date. And I don't have a problem with meeting people. I get asked out pretty frequently, but I am where it's like guys will start getting that funny look on their face and they'll pull their phone out. And I just immediately get terrified and I'm just terrified of dating. And I just have this like thing that goes through my head. The second they pull their phone out, I just see the rest of my life for the next like 40 years sitting on the couch watching TV on Saturday nights,
1: night.
3: <laughs> I am a very independent person, and I'm afraid of losing a lot of that independence and I'm afraid of losing the things I really like about myself and feeling like if I get into a relationship, I'm going to have to sacrifice that stuff. And I've been listening to the podcast for a long time, and one of the reasons I felt like, hey, I should call in about this is, I hear so many of the guests that come on talk about, you know, in Hollywood, one of the, the things that's really hard is, you know, with with your jobs is finding people who understand that, the work culture and finding somebody who gets that. And so just I just wanted to ask for your advice.
2: All right. First of all, Melanie, I'm terrible at this. Um <laughs> I really am. Uh, So do you have a lot of desire to be in a relationship?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is it like you want to or you feel like you should?
3: I do have a desire to to be in
2: one. Yes. Is it because of like, do you live alone? Or is it because like your parents are pressuring you? No, I
3: don't have any, yeah, I don't have any, like, outside pressure from my family or anything like that. I actually am at a point now in my life where I feel like this is something that I think that I want. Like, I feel like this will add to my life. Like, I think that it will be a good thing.
1: And what would be the perfect, like, if you could forget about, like, oh, this is not realistic or whatever. Like, what would be the total ideal mate for you? What does that look like if it's not sitting on the couch and watching TV? So like, what? who is this?
3: I think somebody that has their own thing going on, too. Somebody that's also pretty ambitious. And then at the end of the day, what we have together is the strength of our relationship and the love that we have for each other. And that's what our relationship is based on, rather than necessarily the necessity to always have to be with each other 24-7. So somebody who can understand that maybe my job and my schedule isn't going to always facilitate that happening.
2: It seems to me like you are feeling the pressure to conform, but you don't want to. I think that you are feeling the need to explore, but your need for exploration is sort of rooted in a relationship hunt. When it seems to me like it might be something
1: different. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. It does sound like there's a bit of conflict because listen, when we turn 30, it is a it's a heavy thing. Like when you turn 30, when you turn 40, you take stock of everything. And especially if yeah. your friends are all starting to settle down and all of that, because I remember when I would date and I would actually get as much of a kick out of a terrible date as a great date because it's all just life and hilarious and aren't people stupid and weird. And going into it that way made the notion of dating like a lot less scary. Do you know where that comes from? Like the fear of going on a date? Because if it's a bad date, you know, who cares really? Other than, you know, if it's like something horrible and traumatic happens, but we're not talking about that. Yeah,
3: I don't know. And it's definitely not a fear of, commitment per se or it's almost like a fear of like domesticity or a fear of like i totally
1: relate to that yeah big time yeah if you were on a date with somebody and then they were like oh there's a hurricane i gotta go save the world like that's so badass i would think that that would make you like these guys would then follow you there do you not meet guys who are also these like adventurous emergency people wouldn't that be perfect?
3: Unfortunately, in my industry, there's not really a lot of young men running around. So interesting. I would not think an there industry
0: would be. full of
1: young men. Them-er.
2: Oh, Melanie. Well, All I, right, I have one
1: more thing to say. To, yeah, but after you. No, no, no. My um, other thing was I totally can relate to and understand the idea of living a really independent life and having things the way you want to have them. And then you meet somebody yes. and then you're committed to them. And no matter what, you're going to have to compromise on some of that independence. Like, And then you get a divorce. Yes. <laughs> and then sometimes you <laughs> <and> get a <laughs> divorce. <laughs> but like that whole I do whatever I want. I'm a lone wolf. Like you cannot be that in a relationship. So I understand why that is... Tricky and scary if you've lived this way for so long. But what I found, and I was like really independent and like that, and like couldn't really wrap my head around like giving that up. But when you do have to compromise on stuff and you are forced into that vulnerable position of compromising, it actually leads to something really quite beautiful, and it doesn't feel like you're giving up on a part of yourself. You still get to do all your independent stuff, but you're not only living a life for yourself. You're living a life for this family you've created. I don't know. I just got Mm -hmm. married. I've gotten rose-tinted glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations.
2: Hey, Melanie, will you please keep in touch? Your question is, it's complicated, and I know we're going to get a lot of feedback on it,
1: yeah, just go on these dates yeah, with these yeah. guys. Just do it. Like, you really have nothing to lose. And I guarantee the guy that it's going to be is going to be the one that, like, you would never imagine that it would be this guy. And, like, you're willing to sort of compromise on X, Y, and Z for this person. And they, like, enrich your life. And they came out of nowhere. And you weren't expecting it. And you were independent. But you have to say yes to going on the date.
2: Don't feel age pressure, please. Yeah. I'm 42. Yeah. Don't feel age pressure,
1: just all go on right. dates. They're silly right. and stupid. Just uh, do it. Yeah, I'll say yes to somebody
3: eventually. Oh, good. nice. How's good. <laughs> okay. Thank you, ladies. Thanks so much. Bye, thank Molly.
1: you. I really want to. I really want oh, to solve all their problems. You were problems. amazing.
2: I know. No, you're amazing. I can't thank you enough for being here. Can we please? Exit? Yeah, I'm around. And you. also. I keep staring at your bandaged finger, so but disgusting. I don't really want to ask you about it because oh, medical stories
1: are so boring. I know. It's a, my dog leash. That's it. Okay. All right. All right. Good. 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 Thank you, Lizzie. <laughs> What's oh. that?
2: Oh yeah. Hey, hey, Lizzie. What are you promoting?
1: Oh, okay. I'm promoting Castle Rock. Oh, season two premieres on Hulu, hmm. October twenty third. <sighs> And you should watch it. (laughs) Yeah. Most dev. I'm going to start my own podcast. Great. Great. And I'm going to do it all in a trucker cap.
2: (laughs) Hey, dear listeners, we are attempting a grand experiment. Help us build the unqualified community. Please write down or record your stories and send them to anna at unqualified.com or you can send a letter or postcard to unqualified p.o box 528-15332 antioch street that's spelled a-n-t-i-o-c-h pacific palisades california 90272 i can't wait to hear from you guys thank you